Alright. Hello. And good evening. Here we are. Good evening. It's a little different, Schnitzel Boys. Welcome to the Schnitzel Boys. Different time and only one of us, not two as usual. Stefan is in Europe, as we told you last week. And I've been away myself. I was on a hiking trip this weekend. Shout out to Andrew Skirka's West Virginia Fundamentals 2B. Was a, had a great time. In uh, Hello, Zebas S is here. Welcome, Zebas. Glad to see you at this odd hour. Um, so <laughs> he's asking about his New York Red Bulls fan brother. Fred not. He will be here via pre-recorded uh, segment. We had him, um, we uh, recorded him a little bit. He's now asleep, hopefully. It's uh, very late in uh, in Amsterdam. So uh, we, you will get a little bit of him in a little bit. I, uh, like I said, I was on a hiking trip. I slept in a tent and talking about my team, NYCFC, right here. What a difference a week makes. We were flying high last week, eighth place. Playoffs were were in our future, perhaps we thought, but then things went poorly. People, other teams caught up on their game in hand. And then finally on Saturday, we lost to DC United, and that probably ended our season. I got the news in a tent. Uh, via satellite text message, and uh, it was quite sad. I was I was is freezing in my uh, in my quilt, and uh, got the news, and it was just a sad. It was a sad, cold moment in my tent. Anyway, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Um, but here we have for you, um, Stefan. Hold on one second. He's coming your way. Okay, loading Dylan, up. This is uh, here is. in Amsterdam. Uh, we're doing the USA Hour. But I was in New York over the weekend. Bjorn, you were hiking with Mr. Andrew Skirka. Was he there or was it just Andrew, a branded? Well, this was, he, the, man himself, the man himself was not with us. Um, but uh, there, was a group of, there was a group of 10 of us. And uh, yeah, West Virginia, shout out to my... My new for my new hiking friends it was great uh very cold though very cold night very cold nights and um but a great time a great time nonetheless but i was yeah slept in a tent was completely uh out of the loop on everything so you'll have to catch me up the goings on i did get an update uh, my team is basically eliminated from the from the Playoffs are, are the fates of our teams have completely flip flopped in this in this this week. A week ago, I was flying high. You were upset. No, right, it's the other way around. Well, we lost Chicago last weekend, and then you called it. You're just like, well, maybe we'll catch Cincinnati partying or something, and we 100 percent did. Um, they didn't play any of their starters. We played their bench on Wednesday, and we won. I was like, well, shit. So we were supposed to get points against Chicago. We didn't. They had, a, they had a smash and grab victory, and then Wednesday against Cincy was supposed to be a no go because they're the best team in the league. But they were partying. We played their bench, and their bench was not good enough. We beat their bench, so we got three points on Wednesday. It's like, well, there you go. We got the three points we needed somehow. Then we had to win this game over the weekend, which we did very handily. We played Toronto, and as you know, Toronto makes everybody look like Barcelona this year. <laughs> so, 
It's our best game of the season. Yeah, like I said, we had a black, uh, you know. So I was in New York City this past weekend. I went to my first and only New York Red Bulls game this season. In fact, it's probably been a few years since I've been, since I saw a game at, at, the, at the Red Bull Arena. I was able to see all the fancy new apartments they built right up until the arena, which just looks so weird to me. Uh, the Wild and the Cobalt, I believe is what they're called. They're like these fancy, like, luxury apartments. You know, you've seen them. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, right. You hadn't seen that. Yeah, all that's brand new. Look, it's very different around there. There used to be a giant old, like, coal mill that was a parking lot. That's all been torn up. I don't know where that is. Yeah. I saw the, yeah. the, the path station is huge and covered in glass now. It's not the old path station, I remember. And it's like a bit. And I think they even switched it up a little bit. Like, when we were exiting. It was so they, they routed us this weirdest way. You had to like cross the street twice and go around just to get up to the right thing. It was very weird finding the path afterwards because back in my day, you go up, go down the street, and it's the first door to your left. But that's closed now. Like that does, the door yeah, doesn't yeah, exist anymore. And then the entrance is across the street down the way is the other way, which is weird because it means you have to cross. The parking lot, being not allowed to cross the parking lot. Anyway, that's a little boring. All I'm going to say, it, it, everything, it's different. However, it was a very ethereal... Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar. I go to Red Bull Arena all the time. I was going to say. And it's, 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 it, it breaks my heart because you say, like, no one goes. I'm going to see if C fans don't go. It is such a cool place, man. It's a beautiful stadium. It is a fun stadium. I don't know what, you know, and it, it was very... Again, me and my friends came in from Brooklyn... Very easy commute through the Oculus. We just took, we took any train to the Oculus, walked to the path, and then boom, there you go. Um, but uh, so for us, a lot of fun. And despite this season being very pathetic, we were there for what's called Fan Appreciation Night, some marketing thing they oh, made no. up. And yeah, I saw a picture. John Tolkien was dressed as a leprechaun. That's oh, right. My. He was in all green. My goal was to get a, a picture with Tom Barlow, but he escaped me way too fast. He was the oh, first okay. guy off the bus. So, so first things first, they had a red carpet event. Everyone waited in front of the stadium, and then the bus pulled up, and the team came off, and everyone waved and signed pictures, signed things, and did pictures. And it was a meet and greet between the fans and the players before they went in, which is a nice touch. Um, but you know, as you saw in my pictures, which maybe we can show on the thing or on our, I'll, maybe I'll tweet it out or whatever, you know, Carlos Cornell was dressed like Vito Corleone, all white, his white blonde strips, Elias Manuel dressed for clubbing, and then John Tolkien dressed in all green. You know, they're very stylish. Tom Barlow just very professional. He was focused tonight and for good reason too, because Tom Barlow scored the go ahead goal tonight. Incredible. Uh, incredible. And I was feeling it. So they go in, and then we go to the I mean, stadium. That is, that, is what, that, is, that, that sort of, I'm sorry to interrupt your, your story, but that kind of epitomizes Tor what Toronto has been this, this year, right? Like, yeah, like, it's pathetic. <laughs> like the people, all of a sudden, people that have not done anything all year probably all, all of a sudden look like world beaters when Toronto comes to town. Well, you guys had Toronto last week, right? Yep. Well, we had them twice. We had them in the League Cup uh, and in in the regular season, both at Red Bull Arena by scheduling Quirk. And, uh, yeah, it was a cumulative 8 nothing. Yeah, I mean, 
they make everyone look like rock stars. The good news for us is this was our last home game and we needed the three points. So we got them at exactly the right point. You know, yeah. we beat Cincinnati. We lost last week against Chicago. Um, and I thought that was it. That was the kiss of death because we were supposed to beat Chicago. But then we went, we beat Cincy because Cincinnati was celebrating. We played their bench and we got lucky. Like the schedule has been, the very last bit of the schedule has smiled very, very favorably on us. Um, so we beat Cincinnati's bench on Wednesday, which gave us the three points we needed. And then we had to get three points against Toronto. We beat them comfortably 3 nothing. Tom Barlow scoring right before the half and Lukinius, Lukinius getting a double in the second half. And, you know, Toronto didn't have anything to offer. Michael Bradley, was it right before that Tom Barlow goal, Michael Bradley was stripped. You know, Michael Bradley is not a good soccer player. <laughs> He was amazing back in the day. No disrespect to Michael Bradley, I mean, but... Like, he's 40, 42 years old, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's only like 31 or something. I don't think he's that old. He, he used to no, play... There's no way he's 31. Okay, you keep talking. I look up. He used to play for the New York exactly. Metro Stars when he was he's like 15. 36. He's 36. Okay, so he splits the difference. 42 for a All right. All right. Well, it shows. It shows. He needs to retire and become a coach already. I mean, they fired his dad. You can tell he's not having a good time there. Every time Bernadeschi had the ball, we just booed the shit out of him. What's that? We need another coach Bradley. Oh yeah, he was gonna be. He was. He was always gonna be a coach. He essentially retired like five years ago, and he's just waiting to become a coach. I don't know why he's still playing. He's America's Julian Nagelsmann, pretty much, except without the playing career. I guess Julian didn't have as much of a playing career. But that's neither here nor there. I don't know how effective of a coach he'll be. I hope a good one, because uh, we need him. But anyway, so um, Lucinius got a brace. Uh, uh, yeah, stripped Michael Bradley, and then Tom Barlow. And then uh, uh, every time Bernadeschi touched the ball, we all booed him. But And we won the game a comfortable 3-0. Now, what I want to say is, you know, it's been really depressing watching the Red Bulls with no audience. But last week and this weekend, they made a real effort to have a crowd out. There was a crowd there. There was a lot of people in New York Red Bulls gear. They were into it. They were yelling. They're like, Red Bulls, Red Bulls. The supporters group was yelling. We gave John Tolkien the fan award of the season. Um, uh, 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 Carlos Cornell, after the game, Carlos Cornell jumped into the fan group. Troy Lesane came by, shook everyone's hands. John Tolkien took his award. You know, it was a big fan uh, team connected night and it was nice because of how disconnected the team has been from the fans for so long so kudos to them for pulling that off and making a fun event there was a live dj then there was a live band uh then there was a massive fireworks show afterwards which was set to music it was like a really impressive fireworks show when i was not expecting like uh there was smoke and lights and lasers and fireworks. It was just a big old... And then afterwards, the entire stadium got invited to the same bar in Newark for a free drink. <laughs> it's like, it was like the party... I'm dead serious. Like, the party just kept on going. And so like I did not go to that bar. Why did the entire stadium was invited to a bar? How many people were there? I mean, the stadium probably had, I don't know, 16, 17, 18,000 people. It was like a two-thirds of a house, or half to two-thirds of a house, which we haven't did seen in all, a long time. Did they all come? They all, they all went? Everybody went to the bar? I wasn't there, so I didn't want to find out, because God, literally if 0.1% of the stadium showed up, the bar would have been packed. Because 
They're just like, go to Little Tijuana for a free drink to show them your ticket. That was like bold, very bold. All I know it was a party wow. all night and we won. So like we, we are in 10th place right now, I think right outside the playoff spot. And and of all the teams, because what? how many is it? Five or six clubs are vying for those last two spots, right? And of all the clubs, we are behind Montreal, the second most likely to get a spot, right? Because DC United already eliminated. Likely, I mean, I, I think I think we have to get a tie in Nashville. I think if we get a tie, we're in. Something like that. Like if we get a tie, we're in. No, and you have to be Chicago the, or something. Charlotte has two games left. It all depends on. Yeah, but they're going to lose in Miami. Miami's, Miami is Miami's packing it in. Messi's not going to play again. No, he is going to play. So, he just played. He just played last week. You don't think he's going to play the final, the final home game of the season in Miami? It's going to be a big event. He's going he's to play. Okay, maybe. I mean, it's their final home play. game. He's got the next six months but off. Charlotte Why won't he play? Has, Charlotte has two games left, so Charlotte can. Uh, so Charlotte can can get to forty-five theoretically. Um, How many points do they have now? 30... 30... They have 39. They have 39 right now. Oh, okay. So a tie will not will definitely not do it for you. Well, they're going to uh, get three points at best. That's my theory with them. Because they're not going to okay. win the final Miami home game. Uh, All right. Miami's going to win that one. That puts, them at, that puts them at 42. We need to beat Nashville then, by the way. We need three points against Nashville. Yeah. You need to, yeah, you need to beat Nashville to get to 43, and then you'll have a good chance. I think if you do that, you'll have a good chance. Who's Montreal playing? We just have to beat Montreal. Who are the, who, who Montreal are they? is at Columbus. Well, if Columbus so, beats Montreal and we tie Nashville, doesn't that put us above Montreal? Uh, no, Montreal is the tiebreaker over you guys. Oh, okay. They have more wins? Um, so what? They have more wins than us? They have more wins, yeah. They have 12. Um, and you have 10, so you can't catch them. So, yeah. So, I guess we need to beat Nashville. So, it hinges on the last game for us. We have to beat... If we, if we beat Nashville, then we're in with a shot, I guess. I think if you beat Nashville, you have a pretty good chance, actually, because... Um, it's pretty much in our hands. Yeah, I, I looked mean, this up before. Charlotte, you're saying, saying Charlotte's not going to win twice. We may be. We, I think we'll probably beat Chicago, most likely, right? And that I hope so. At, you're supposed to for uh, for our sake. Us at 40. I mean, Chicago is Chicago. Weird. They just lost at home. That I mean, when they really had a chance to to almost clinch it for themselves, right? They lost. Uh, um, they also were supposed to lose against us last week. Char- they lost at home to Charlotte. Right. Two. Big, big game for them. Like, if they had won that, they would have been practically in. Their game but, against uh, us was a total smash and grab. They weren't supposed to win that game yeah, either. But, a, but yeah. Chicago, if we're assuming that we may beat Chicago, and you're saying Charlotte's only going to win one, then a win would put you in. Right. That's what I'm hoping. But that's, but with those assumptions. But it's not going to be an easy, I mean, you know, that's no okay. cake. I mean, we'll see how Nashville does, because they have another game that they're playing. Before that, a second game. They're playing for nothing. That will determine whether or not they even have anything to play for. There's also yeah. a scenario where they will play the B team. They already against you all. They already are playing for nothing, right? Because they can't. They what? 
They are they already are playing for nothing. They're firmly in seventh place. Nothing they can do well, will if eliminate they win them. Their, if they win their game in hand, because they also have two games left. If they win mm-hmm. their next game, then they have you know they could potentially catch Atlanta for six. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, because they have two games left. They're at, they're at forty six now. Atlanta's at fifty. They have two games in hand. Right. They have two games left. Atlanta has one game left. So, but they're they're not playing they for much, give or take, because they're playing for I guess what they're seventh yeah, now, and maybe that's, they can get sixth. Bro. Who cares? If they're sixth or seventh, but they're not really playing yeah. for super much. So I'm banking on them no, being it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible for you to do it. I mean, the flip side of this whole, the flip side of this whole argument. Is also that you know we're, we we are not we are not as out of it maybe as one might think. Like if we're assuming that you don't do that, you don't you lose in Nashville, and then and Charlotte doesn't do much against Miami, then then we're kind of in. Then we're in if we beat Chicago because the only other you're the only two teams that have that we have to Chicago we can will 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 pass by beating them, and then it's only. The Red Bulls and Charlotte that we have to we have to worry about have to worry about. So if Charlotte only gets one point and you lose in Nashville, then we're back in. So yeah, I mean, I guess it's closer. It's a little bit closer. I mean, these are not. That's not a completely outrageous scenario. That's possible that that happens. It's going to be a wacky decision day. Another wacky M1 decision day. We're going to know a lot by decision day. We're going to already know know a little more because Charlotte and Miami will have played one game. So we'll that'll that'll give us a little bit of a of a um, and Nashville, yeah, a little bit more for me and Nashville too, yeah. But I think you are correct. But it's going to be a thing where every goal flips the table upside down. So it's going to be a fun decision day. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah, fun. If you're into that kind of thing, fun or torturous. <laughs> I'm definitely into that kind I mean, of thing. There's also a world. There's also a world in which everything goes our way, and then we just tie Chicago or something. Like that is also <laughs> it. That's also entirely plausible. That that hey, weird, weirder things have happened. Weirder things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, anyway, I, I'm sorry. I interrupted. I interrupted your tale. So keep going. No, that was it. It was a good time. Like I said, it's nice. It was a good crowd. You know, I go to... I haven't been in a while. Big stadium, big staff, host with a microphone, team is in it. They're playing for death. Fans are in it. You know, it's like, look, I'm at... I was like, hey, look at me. I'm at a living, thriving club. You know. When was the last time I felt that? When was the last time anyone from the Rebels felt that? So it was nice. It was nice to be there. And it was nice to see... Front and center. They're waiting for me, I guess. It was nice to be there front I mean, it's, and center. It's, it, you do feel like, it does feel like this league is experiencing a rising tide that is lifting all the boats, I think. I hope so. Well, definitely uh, the messy effect, because, right? Including your, including your tattered barge. <laughs> yeah, but like when I was there, everyone was in Red Bull's gear. It was a Red Bulls. We're all Red Bulls. There was one dopey Toronto fan sitting behind me. By the second half, he was quiet and he left. I mean, what? What? I don't know how he got. A. I don't know how he got there. B. I don't know why he wasn't sitting in the fan section. The Toronto away section had one or two people in it, at most. 
And I'm like, do you travel right now? If you're a Toronto fan, you're going to travel what? for this game? Yeah, well, no, but the guy behind me all day was Toronto. Like I said, I told him, like, you need to leave and go to the away section. You're the only guy here. But by the second half, he, could, he had nothing more to say. So he just sat there very quietly while everyone was cheering, having a blast. And I'm just like, wrong section, bud. Um, and then, like I said, he was gone by the end of the game. He left. Uh, but we every time Bernardeschi had the ball, the entire stadium booed him. We really hate that guy. The league hates that guy. MLS hates that guy. Um, he is talentless. He was putting his arms up, being like, how come he didn't do the run I wanted you to do? And as far as I know, he went to vape in the locker room or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> to call him Vapey McGee. You know, if you don't show your... You know, Insignia's injured because it just had lower body area. <laughs> His balls hurt or something. I don't know. Uh, he just hasn't been playing. So, and they just and they had John Herdman in the in, in the stands because he's about to take over Toronto. Like that's supposed to do something. Um, but you know, we had a great game and a weak point. And I don't know. It was a good night. It was a fun night. had by all. It was a great way to end the home season. And we're still in with a shout. Decision day. Maybe we'll be in the playoffs by the end of decision day. We'll have another home game at some uh, a three a three game series. Maybe who knows. All I know is that it has been very up or down for the Rebels this season. We have never been in a playoff spot the entire season. It could be very, very realistic that the only time the entire season that we're in a playoff spot is at the end of the 34th game at the final whistle. Yeah. That be the case. And, that's, that's, and that's the only time that counts. True. True, my friend. But yeah, you know, on, 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 the, on the New York, on the Twitter sphere... There's a list of nine coaches who have since left. Like, you know, Wayne Rooney was fired. The Minnesota Adrian Heath was finally fired, which is a little random to me because they still have two or three games left, and they're not out of the playoffs, uh, Minnesota. I guess it just felt like they had to fire him right then and there. Um, yeah, and, DC, and Wayne Rooney was let go right at the end of the last game. And people are saying Nick Cushing is next. That seems to be the... It seems to be the next... Everyone, the next guy on the chopping block is Nick Cushing. You think he survives the? Even if you guys make the playoffs, do you think he survives the the season? Well, I think we won't, and I think he won't. Yeah. So, I think I mean that's the sh that's the short answer. I mean, this was a, I didn't watch the game, but from the highlights or what I picked up, it's it's a pretty listless performance when we really needed against a DC United team that's not making the playoffs that was on short rest. And we just weren't up for it. And I think, you know, we're down 2-0. We bring Keaton Parks for our striker, Munsef Bakrar. And I love Keaton Parks like a family member, but that's not going to... He's not going to score two goals to get... So, yeah, I think I think that, I think it's got to be it for him. Yeah. Yeah, so time will tell. We have a very fun decision day. At the end there, I'm trying to think of any other MLS big news. Messi is finally healthy again. He did play the last game when they were officially eliminated. He's playing for Argentina, and like I said, I believe he's not going to make the second to the last Charlotte game because in typical MLS fashion, that game is scheduled exactly one day after he plays for Argentina. But he'll be there for the final home game, and I think it'll be a final hurrah because he has a big break out of him. I mean, after they get eliminated next week or two weeks from now, they're not going to play again until March. So he's got plenty of rest. Him and him and Alba. So, me so Messi played in this game, and Miami lost four to one. I get. Oh, I didn't no, see Messi. the. 
Lost right. to Cincinnati. Sorry, wrong game. I'm sorry. Well, what was they the last game? Remind me. They lost to Cincinnati at home, one zero. And he can't. I don't know if he played a full ninety, and but he came he, in fifty. He came in in the fifty-fifth, and they lost. They okay. That's what happened. Okay. Yeah. And he's gonna go play for Argentina full ninety for the qualifiers. And like I said, he's going to be there for the very last game. So if he's not, if he's healthy, full 90, or at least part of it. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I am definitely feeling a Charlotte loss in the last week. I think Miami's going to wind down on a high. And, you know, when they're healthy and focused, they're pretty unbeatable. So, um, they just had a, you know, it was a lot of, they have older players and a large fixture congestion. And, you know, the reality did sink in and they were, they didn't make the playoffs. Um, if they were healthy the whole way, if, if Messi was healthy the whole way through, they likely would have been in the playoffs. So, yes, well, I don't. You don't know that. I said likely. I didn't say I guarantee it. That's what I, feel. <laughs> I mean, we predicted. We said we, we said they weren't gonna. So yeah, I let's think. Take some credit. Let's take some. In the midst of the of all the messy hype, we said they probably they probably won't make the playoffs, and we were correct. I think that was a youth thing. I think I said they were going to make the playoffs, so I was wrong. I think you were oh, right. Okay. Well, okay. then I take all the credit. You take all the credit. It's all yours. It's all yours. Um, and then, last but not least, I'm so bad. I'm so bad at I'm so bad at prediction predicting things i gotta i gotta make a big deal out of it when i get something right no it's good no you did it right you did exactly right a very reasonable choice and you did it right um if there are, if there are no other topics just you want we got usa versus germany this week that's the big thing yeah i'm going saturday i'm gonna try to watch it somewhere i'm gonna be on a train in germany i'm gonna try to go to a knipe at the end of the night I guess this uh, this works for the USA Hour and the Germany Hour. True. Well, let's maybe let's talk USA Squad, and then we'll talk Germany Squad side for Germany Hour. Tell me How about that. So John Brooks was not called in, right? You said he was going to. That was not correct because he is blacklisted. Remember, we talked about that. Well, last I, episode I said you he was said going to? No. yeah. You said if he's performing well, he get called in. I was like, no, he won't, and he did not get called in. Uh, but John Brooks had a really bad game over last week. But it was just the last weekend. However, the rest of the squad looks pretty tight. Um, Duran is healthy. Um, they, they called in Leonard Maloney from Hoffenheim, who has been the secret little holding D-mid in the Bundesliga that has a U.S. passport. He's German. One of those fun little German-Americans we always have. But Leonard Maloney will be part of the U.S. camp moving forward. So with an injured Tyler Adams, we'll see how he steps in. See how that goes. But, you know, we have, it's on Saturday that we've got Germany and we've got Ghana. Uh, it's a good squad. You know, Matt Turner and Ethan Horvath, both from Nottingham Forest, are there. Uh, you know, we got uh, Joe Scali and Sajun Dest and Pulisic and McKenney and, you know, all the boys, Tim, Tim Weah. I think only Tyler Adams is, is injured. Um, and like I said, we've got this Leonard Maloney guy. So we'll see we'll see how he plugs in. Um, but, you know, overall, a decent group. You know, Germany hasn't been at its best. But the quality of the German squad is still, you know, much better than the quality of the U.S. squad, I would say. Um, or better. Maybe much better is unfair. I don't know. Better. Maybe much better. I don't 
I don't know. I don't know what would be fair or not, not be fair. The German squad definitely has more quality. But the German squad is interesting to me because um, Julian Nagelsmann, I think, unless I'm reading it wrong, is giving a big old clue into in how he's going to play. Um, because the squad that was called in had their entire defense was center, central defenders, except for one left back and one right back. So if I were a betting man, I'd say we're, we're playing with a back three with, with two wing backs um, moving forward, which will be interesting. And, and honestly, smart. I'm excited by that. It seems like Julian Nagelsmann is picking, A, he's picking dudes in form, not a lot. You know, like Mats Homos is still there. And I'm just like, I don't know. Isn't Mats Homos done with? Or am I wrong? Yeah, he's not the future. He's definitely not the future, but he's there. I think I think Thomas Muller is still he there. Has been in, in, uh, in fairness, like, there was a time, there was a point last season where he really looked washed. <laughs> yeah. He, he, has picked it up. he has looked better, I feel. Uh, towards the end of the year and beginning of this season, he ha- he's he's been he, he's 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 rebounded somewhat. Yeah, I would say. Well, he, he's in the squad, but it seems that Jeremy's going to play a back three, you know, uh, two wing backs, and then was a and then you know uh, 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 three midfielders, or like I don't know one one midfielder, two defensive wingers, and then. One or two dudes up top, a, a Knipser and then a number ten, a shadow striker. That would be my assumption, but it's gonna be heavy on the center backs, and even a Kimmich might be a right wing back, you know, and like a Chan or whatever might be a left wing back. I don't know, I'm curious, but it's definitely you brought seven center backs, and to me that communicates a back three, right? Probably. That would be my assumption. But yeah, so that's the USA Germany game on TNT. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the U.S. could do a confident little home win. Or who are you? Who are you banking for? Who am I? Who am I? What? Who are you rooting for? What's the final score? Give me a prediction. USA Germany on Saturday. Well, I'm. I'm. A, yeah, I mean, I'm a. I'm a Germany fan over USA still. Um, yeah, but use your Gahan. Talking about Gahan here. Oh, this. Oh, this. This. Who's gonna? Um, uh, uh, we're gonna win two to one. Germany's gonna win two to one. Two one Germany using your Gehan, yeah. which is German for brains, I believe. The brain, the whatever, whatever's left of it. Whatever's left of the old brain. Okay, cool. I like that. Excellent. So you know, long story short, Red Bulls thumbs up. NYCFC with a no. League is winding down. Decision day. We got USA versus Germany. It's coming. That's it. That's it. And Excellent. The house tell us. Uh, Tell us about your, uh, tell us about Europe. You're, I, you're not in Germany yet. You're no. in Amsterdam right now. I'm an I'm Stefan Dutch pancake. I had a Dutch pancake this morning. It was delicious. I did, oh. the, I did the canal tour. You know what's funny? I was just in Brooklyn for a few days, and I love that. I love seeing my old buds. I hung a lot of old buds, and I love New York. And I walked around New York, and had a great time in New York. And then I go to Amsterdam, and I'm driving around the canals, and the whole time I'm like, man, this all looks like Brooklyn for the most, like the construction. And it takes me a second. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, Brooklyn was built, inspired by the Dutch architecture style. They're all Dutch homes. And, like the row houses in Brooklyn are all Dutch style. And I was just like, oh, yeah, there you go. There's, there's a reason for that. <laughs> it's like I'm in the original. Now, the canal houses in Amsterdam are gorgeous. Like they have 
the giant facades with the it's painted gold and they got the date and they got the name of the house and they got the bell in the front, you know. Like it's a second, the canal houses are gorgeous. The Brooklyn houses don't look like that. But you can tell it's like inspired by it. It's, 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 it's like if you took Brooklyn, put it on the water and had, you know, ride around a canal and bikes and there you go, that's Amsterdam. Um, but no, I'm having a good time. Like I said, we talked, I did hurt my foot a little bit. So I have to take it easy, I'm resting my foot. But tomorrow I'm going to all the museums and we're trying to go to the Van Gogh Museum and the other museum. There's a couple of main museums to go to. I'm trying to hit that. There's an improv theater here in thing where Brendan Hunt is from, the guy who created Ted Lasso. They did all that. Many years ago here in Amsterdam, a bunch of dudes from Chicago opened an improv theater and they got really into IX Amsterdam. Oh. Oh, Seth, okay. Seth Myers, Brendan Hunt, James Sudeikis, guys like that. And uh, they got they were huge IX Amsterdam fans for that reason. Um, and, you know, many years later, they created Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso has its roots in Amsterdam, oddly enough, in the improv scene here. Now, IX Amsterdam is a total dumpster fire right now. I mean, this isn't the Dutch podcast, but I'm in Amsterdam, so I'll touch on it. <laughs> they abandoned their last two games due to fan, fan violence. They haven't completed a game in a while. And they are, like, in a relegation zone right now. It's interesting what's going oh, on with really? IX. Yeah, IX oh, is... Not skipped up that much. Okay, wow. Something going on, there's something going on with IX. A, a week or two ago, there was the IX Feyenoord game, and it was abandoned because of fan violence in the second half. They couldn't finish it. And then the IX game last weekend was also abandoned for something. I forgot what it was, but they had to stop the game before it completed. I mean, can you... It's such a weird... Imagine, I, I don't know. I've never heard that before, right? A club that can't compete, complete its games. Um, so something's going on, and in Amsterdam, and I'm here for it ever so briefly. <laughs> I'm here to solve it. I'm here to fix it. <laughs> you, have to, you have to drop in to straighten it out. <laughs> but it's cool being in a big European city like today. A bunch of people are wearing Ajax jerseys, and there's an Ajax fan shop right there. You know, it's like it's a it's an, an, an integral part of the city. It's like important, you know. Um, and it's cool to be in that kind of culture again, you know. So that's fun. So that's fun. I have my Fanta, I bought my Pum Bear. You know, I went to the, there's a lot of cheese. Amsterdam is a land of cheese, so I got myself some good cheese. Um, cheese, clogs, tulips, canals, bikes. <laughs> you know, Amsterdam's got it all. Sounds good. And then on Saturday, I'm doing my Deutsches Fußball Day, which we'll talk about next week. I'm going right, to... Should we, uh, should we save that for the, for the Germany hour? Yes, we should. Thank you. This is the USA Hour. Goodbye, everybody from Amsterdam. I'll see you guys next time. All right, that was uh, Stefan from uh, Amsterdam yesterday, getting uh, getting you all caught up. We had some problems with the European internet. The European internet is pretty slow. I had that experience when I was in uh, Germany at my parents' house earlier this year. Uh, they use it, I guess, for, I don't know, email and a little web browsing. I was trying to download some video files, and it was just very, very sluggish. And uh, we had this problem with uh, Stefan's uh, Amsterdam internet as well. It was kind of, it was very slow. We couldn't get two video streams going to record both of us at the same time. So we did it this way. We'll see what we do next week. He's in Europe for a while, but I will not have been hiking, so I will be uh, present at the usual appointed hour on Monday night. So we'll, uh, we'll be back to the regular schedule uh, 
Uh, this year we'll probably do something similar. We'll hear from him. Maybe we'll have some some uh, other guests. It was kind of nice. I wouldn't say this to his face, you know, as a, an OICFC fan, but it's sort of nice to see some Red Bull happiness. I mean, they've just been on such a, a um, kind of downward spiral, not just in terms of their results, but just the general vibe around the club. I mean, Stefan has ranted and raved about the decline of the Red Bull. So, you know, made me happy to hear him have a good time at the game and some people showing up and uh, uh, and his team having some life here late in the season all of a sudden. Of course, you know, unfortunately it comes at our expense potentially, but we have no one to blame. <laughs> we have no one to blame but ourselves. I had, uh, I mean, I think Matt Doyle got it correctly at MLS Soccer in his column, and it really just comes down to NYCFC deciding to start the season without a proper nine just was a mistake, obviously. Talis Magna wasn't it. And, um, I mean, even Gabe Siegel, you know, Gabe Siegel probably will not get another minute of MLS time, I would guess, scored like two goals and had some assists in limited time. So just putting anybody in there, even if we had Munsef Bakrar or somebody like him, it's not like he's even seemingly all that special from what we've seen. If just a just a proper striker in the middle, and we probably make the playoffs if we have one of those for the whole season. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, I don't remember saying that John Brooks was going to get called up for the national team, but anyway, we'll just leave it at that. I do remember predicting at Miami we're not going to make the playoffs, which I'm I'm glad. I mean, it was they were just very far behind. Obviously, the messy injury didn't help them, but they had a lot of ground to make up, and and they didn't, and they had to play a lot of games, and it just proved to be it proved to be too much for them. But anyway, happy to see some Red Bulls happiness. Adrian Heath got fired. We didn't really get into into that so much. I mean, it's end of an era. I think him and him and uh, him and Jim Curtin are kind of probably the longest serving coaches in in MLS. And he was there for a long time. He's kind of an old school, uh, you know, crusty English guy. And I enjoyed him as a character. So hopefully he'll. He'll uh, end up somewhere else, and uh, we'll see more of him. Sebas S is predicting that the the Schnitzel Boys crossover game USA against Germany this weekend, friendly in Hartford, Connecticut, this weekend is going to end up three to two for the US of A. Okay, I mean that certainly would be in keeping with how the German defense has been performing recently. So I'm not going to say I'm not going to say this. Definitely not going to happen. He's saying also. He was at the game against Toronto, section 231, row two. Well, it sounds like it was a good time. Uh, but, yeah, Toronto, like we were saying, Toronto is is the feel-good visitor this year in all of MLS. I mean, uh, Tom Barlow, Tom Barlow scored a goal. That's, an, that's all you need to know. Tom Barlow, who we've made fun of really all season long for being inept as a striker, even he... Even he can score when Toronto are in town. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I have for you right now. We'll see you on the other side at 10 p.m. for, for the Germany hour on the uh, on the flip side. We'll have more Stefan, and we'll talk about Julian Nagelsmann's debut that's coming up this weekend. Um, and 
it's as always it's lovely uh, lovely to have you here we're going to be back at our regular slot next next week and uh like us and subscribe to us and buy some mugs on etsy schnitzel boys mugs they're very nice um i don't have it here i had a coffee earlier so see you on the other side germany hour 10 p.m good night